answer every Arizona homeowner's best friend. <laughs> and welcome to my house, this Thanksgiving special edition broadcast of Rosie on the House. Having a great, very thankful weekend this weekend, great four-day weekend. And we thought it would be appropriate that on a broadcast like today, right smack dab in the middle of most of you having a four-day weekend, we'd bring in the best four-day weekend goof-off guy I know. <laughs> Mr. Roger Naylor, famed Arizona author of great places to go and see in the great state of Arizona, places to take your boots, places to eat your burgers, state parks, new books coming out all the time. And I thought, Romy, who else could we call about sharing with Arizona homeowners if you had four days to waste in Arizona, what secret place would you go to? Well, how can you call that a waste? <laughs> I mean, I, you're talking about my life there. <laughs> I just I go four days at a time, come oh, back man. home another four days at a time. That's oh, exactly my life, man. Man, and that that's a great life. I still it can't is. believe you call it a job. <laughs> But you're a genius for turning it into a job. Well, you keep trying to blow my cover. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Well, we talk about all the books you've published about seeing the great state of Arizona, you know. And, and there are several I list as some of my very favorites. I've, I, 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 I think if you'll check your, your order forms, you'll, you'll see I use a lot of your books as close family gifts and that I, I get, appreciate that, I give that. To a lot of people. You can never go wrong giving books as a gift. They're and, perfect. And when someone moves to Arizona, a newcomer, the first book they get is Roger Naylor's Guide to the Arizona State Parks. I think that's important for every Arizona resident to get out and explore our state parks. You know, people come from all over the world to visit Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, some of our big national treasures and stuff, but not so many people come for Roper Lake and Cat Tail Cove and Dead Horse Ranch and Karchner Caverns. Those are our places. Those are our little secret places right on our doorstep. Family-friendly little adventures, one after another. We've got to support those. And I've seen you've mentioned it's you can't say which one's your favorite, but you speak very highly of one of the ones along the Colorado River on a Bullhead City. Was not along Bullhead City. Okay. That's a little further north, but yes, in fact, that's one of the if you. Uh, I'll, if you want, that's one of the four yeah. days. If you've got four days right now, one of the places I would recommend would be heading to the West Coast, Arizona's West Coast. Start in Yuma at their two state parks there, the Colorado yes. River State Parks, a great little resource. And then you get to tour the Yuma Prison, Prison. Yes. You know, which is the most notorious hoose gal <laughs> in uh, Western history. If you go into the dark cell, you can listen for the ghost in there. Oh. There's 140... Uh, 104 graves of the prisoners they're still sleeping there in cold graves right outside the prison wall so it's a great experience so you start there and you just work your way up north although i would stop at the uh, castle dome mine museum one of my favorite uh, uh, frontier uh, places to explore the arizona frontier well, back there in the you got Cofus. me that's one i haven't been okay, to okay well we'll come you back got we'll, me. we'll okay. talk about that one a little more but then you keep going up to parker you got the Bus buckskin mountain state park you got river island a couple more great little beaches 
plus some hiking trails, and then up to Cattail Cove, white sandy beaches. They've even got a dog beach, some great hiking trails above the lake, and on into Lake Havasu City for uh, Lake Havasu State Park. Again, a great combination, water, sand, beach, mountains. You've got it all, and the weather right now is perfect because it's a little too early for the snowbirds. They're not here yet, but all the uh, the summer revelers have gone, so the places are you got them to yourself for a little bit so it's a really great great area to explore and that is such a neat stretch of arizona because each one of those towns you know they're kind of their standalone towns they're not um you know they, they really rely on on local economy in a large way but they're so overlooked people coming and going uh, across 10 or 40 or right. 8. True. If all you do is the interstate, you just miss out. Yeah, you, Yuma has some incredible food, uh, some incredible sights to see. Uh, cool downtown. They've re-transformed their riverfront. It's a beautiful place to hang out for a couple or three days. Uh, Parker, uh, well, as, you, as you head north, first you get to Quartzsite, which is, you know, just starting to, you know, you, where the swap meets are, people are just starting to flock to Quartzsite. It's a funky, yeah. weird little town <laughs> and stuff, kind of a, an old western boom town in the in that sense of the word that's we're the, just kind of that's the home of the nude librarian right <laughs> he passed away a couple oh, of years ago i've done oh. the, the nude bookstore owner i oh. got, got a great photo of him and me <laughs> i'm i'm mostly dressed okay. Okay. <laughs> but but uh in fact we're holding up boots and burgers there uh, okay. but uh um but uh, visit high jolly's grave a couple cool museums there and then parker you get up yeah again uh, it's again just sort of a, a cool little town uh and one of the nicest things at this time of year, especially you can drive five miles down a dirt road and drink at the Desert Bar out in the, the Nelly E Saloon, out in the middle of nowhere on a Saturday or Sunday, all run by solar power. It's just one of those great funky experiences. And then an hour or two later, you're walking across the London Bridge, for crying out <laughs> loud, you know, where uh, uh, Queen Victoria once rode across and Jack the River Ripper walked across and Charles Dickens. I mean, where else do you get those kind of experiences? Back to back to back to back. I feel so sorry for people in Vermont. They got one the white clam cove. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they, and they get here, it just blows their mind. The open spaces, the verandas, the scene, the driving, the horizons, the oh, just the scenario. And you can pull off on 85% of the land and check it out. Exactly. All federal land, uh, over 80% of the uh, land is still uh, uh, federally owned and stuff. Open spaces is just, that's just the way of life out here. When my uh, oldest daughter moved away, she landed... Uh, in South Carolina, North Carolina, up at Raleigh. And she says, Dad, it's so weird here. Everywhere as you drive, it's a highway through a tunnel of trees. <laughs> she says, it's very claustrophobic. You, you never see. You like to see the sky. Yeah. <laughs> you like to see the sky. You like to see a horizon. That's the thing that Arizona's blessed with, and that incredible diversity where you're right there, you're in desert, looking at mountains, looking at water. Wow. You know, you've just got it all just in such close proximity. The, that's, the that's variety astonishing. is huge yeah. in the great state of Arizona. So, so Roman wants to take four days and go from Yuma to Parker. That's a well, pretty, that's a pretty <clears throat> aggressive four days, isn't it? Yeah, you'll cram a lot in that stuff. You can certainly stretch it out, do longer if you want, but uh, you can certainly do it in uh, in three or four days, easy enough. Just depends on how long you spend drinking at the desert bar, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and Parker and Lake Havasu 
city. I mean, you're you're still only halfway. You've got Oakland, oh, yeah, and you've yeah, got yeah, Bullhead you, City, uh, and you've yeah, got Kingman. Yeah. I cut you off there after four <laughs> days because I didn't want you to go too nuts. But yeah, you head on up to Bullhead City, or some you can do some great kayaking along through Black Canyon there, uh, back to Emerald Cove, and some of the others. There's some hot springs there you can hike to. There's uh, some really incredible hikes there and stuff, and, and you're right there on Lake Mojave, and, and then on into Oatman, where a ta- herd of burros runs the town. That's so right. Just you know. Again, just with that one little stretch of Arizona, all that stuff is all just crammed into a, a few hundred miles, two or three hundred miles. I think you plan it right. At a couple of those uh, places, you'd probably have a holiday parade of boats on the on the lake as well. The, lake Havasu the, the will light be doing there parade light, light parade in uh, early December. Yeah, yeah, I forget which day it is, but it's probably the first weekend in December. About the time they light the, the town square in Prescott. So... Uh, I, I would think for that trip, Yuma to Parker, certainly you could taste it in bites over a four-day weekend, but that sounds more like about a four-month winter stay, <laughs> winter, winter stay visit for me. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Because literally that. at every stop, it would serve as a satellite hub for another half a dozen things you could go look at. Exactly. I'm not denying you. You're 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 looking at me with accusing no, eyes. No, no, I'm, no, I'm I'm no. I'm absolutely on your side. No, those are jealous <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh man! And then the state parks. I don't know. Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, kind of went on an aggressive campaign, uh, seriously upgrading some of the lodging facility oh, that yeah. they were doing at each of the parks. Yeah, they've got some beautiful cabins there. They've got some cabins at uh, Lake Havasu State Park where we just talked about. They've got cabins at uh, Cattail Cove. Some great campgrounds as well uh cabins in some of the several of the other parks too and stuff like my home park i live in cottonwood so i'm at dead horse ranch state park uh hiking every day and stuff got some beautiful cabins there a lot of people i meet come up from phoenix spend the just a weekend at the cabin to enjoy the you know right there by the river and the trees it's kind of sparse cabin Mm -hmm. but it beats dragging a trailer all the way up there and you got a roof over your head and basic kitchen supplies and bunks and bunks you know, mattresses yeah. uh, pills uh, heating air conditioning electricity porch what else do you need yeah and uh, they've they've populated those state parks with those cabins in multiple locations yep. uh, i guess the one notice we ought to give homeowners that are we're catching their ear uh, reservations are highly recommended yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely they, they don't have a lot of empty days on those, right so right jump jump on that we're here with Roger Naylor. Uh, you you are known uh, probably for your longest stint as. Do you call yourself an outdoor author, outdoor coverage? I mean, well, the whole time you read the paper, what? what well, they were the ones that put up bail money, got yeah, me yeah, out. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been the uh, freelance travel writer for the Arizona Republic since 2007. I just work with my editor. I was, we, she and I kind of plan out what stories we want to work on, and uh, you know, and she she's very patient because almost all my story ideas involve revolve around some version of I want to go hiking and yes. eat some hamburgers. Yes. So right. here's <laughs> how here's the story I'm going to write, and she has to kind of go nudge me in a okay, well. And be sure to include this when you go and that. And so, All yeah, right. It's, it's, We're it's here great. on the Thanksgiving Day broadcast of Rosie on the House with Roger Naylor, a very special repeat guest we love having in the studio. We're talking about great places you can put on your calendar to go see around the great state of Arizona. And we haven't even gotten off the Colorado River yet. More when we get back.
Now, Mr. Naylor, you had mentioned in our last segment that books always make a great gift. Where would, you know, what is your complete list of books? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, my first was Arizona Kicks on Route 66, which just describes the incredible uh, stretch of uh, Mother Road through Arizona, the state that saved the Mother Road, and uh, with along with some uh, cool little side trips as well. And that's going to be uh, a valuable one because we're coming up on the Route 66 Centennial. Uh, we're just three years away, a little yet less than three years away from that. Uh, also, Boots and Burgers, an Arizona handbook for hungry hikers, which happens to be my favorite, but is currently out of print. We're trying to get that one back in print, but you can still find them on Amazon stuff. I've got a book on Death Valley, uh, the hottest place on earth, the only one that's uh, outside Arizona. Then uh, The Amazing Cold Brothers of Grand Canyon, my only history book, which is uh, one of my most popular talks. People love when I come out and talk about these knuckles heads Emory and Ellsworth Cold <laughs> that uh, uh, landed there on the Grand Canyon back in 1902 and uh, built the studio right by the uh, Bright Angel Trail so they're they're a real fun couple of characters uh, then Arizona State Parks as uh, we've been talking about Arizona scenic roads and hikes both of those are award-winning uh, books uh, that covers the, all 27 of Arizona's officially designated scenic and historic roads, paired with some of my favorite hiking trails all over the state. Uh, my most recent was Awesome Arizona: 200 Amazing Facts About the Grand Canyon State. So it was a little uh, travel, little history, little uh, just weird, fun facts as well packed with that. And I have one book of Arizona-based fiction, Crazy for the Heat. Uh, Arizona tales of ghost gumshoes and Bigfoot so it's all based in the Arizona settings Arizona legends and so forth so and so that kind of brings me to another question on you know all the exploring and history and writing you've done you know is is there a lost Dutchman's gold mine out there waiting <laughs> well that again it's uh, I I think probably not, but there will be people that uh, absolutely are convinced that it is. And in fact, I uh, spent, I, I interviewed and wrote about a, several times a, a, an elderly gentleman who, who spent decades out there searching and it was always very convinced that there would be. So there's a lot of yeah, rumors of gold are hard to get rid of and stuff. So the one that more interests me is apparently there's, uh, not apparently, but there's rumor. One of the, you know, notorious Arizona cowboy gangs had some little tiny entrance that they could get their horse into into some big massive cave We're somewhere in the White Col Mountains. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I <clears throat> thought you might be talking about Colossal Cave down around Tucson because oh. there's supposed to be some loot. Uh, outlaw loot buried there, but no, I have not heard that one about the, a, the that, cave in the White Mountains. That would be one I would like to find if it exists. Well, yeah, sure, let's. Yeah, I'll bring a shovel. Let's let's uh, let's go. <laughs> no, I love I love all those stories, and you know, I try to when I, I write about them. You know, uh, whether it's for a book or for an article, you you know, uh, you do as much research as you can. You try to be as accurate as you can. But again, there's always, you know, same with ghost stories, you know, I mean, every there'll be some people that absolutely believe in, you know, that this is the ghost and there'll be others that don't. So you just, you know, you have to kind of say this is the legend. This is what it is and can't really prove or disprove it. But you try to get the information out there as best you can. 
But I, I, I love all the I love the I love the real history. I love the history that you know maybe has been embellished a little bit, but it's all and the Mogollon monsters. Yeah, the Mogollon <laughs> monster. That's our Bigfoot. We've got a Bigfoot roaming around. I've got a I've got a T-shirt and uh, promoting him. Do we know there. where that one got started? It uh, well, uh, it dated back to was it 1902 was the first written record or something? Oh, I, was and I, it? Yeah, and I've got it in my book, Awesome Arizona. Because uh, it was written about in the Arizona Republican, I forget the guy's name, but yeah, he reported seeing this Bigfoot monster killing two young uh, uh, mountain lion cubs, uh, oh. drinking their blood and stuff. So <laughs> this was in the newspaper. Back. So it's been around. It, it is not some Johnny Come Lately monster. It is. I, he is. I he's thought, got I some thought, history. I thought he was a creation of Camp Geronimo. <laughs> <laughs> no, because boy, they at Camp Geronimo, the Boy Scouts. To show up, that never failed. That was the uh, first the, story they heard sure. around the campfire. The very first night is that this monster lurked <laughs> just beyond the light of the fire. <laughs> oh man! So you were talking about the Route 66 book, and we already talked about the Colorado River, mm-hmm. south to north. Route 66. You you even mentioned it that it was Arizona was the motivation to save that route was it a barber in ash fork yeah, and uh in seligman it's an angel okay. delgadillo who, okay. who, okay. who is still with us uh, 97 now and still getting awards and uh, in fact he just received another big award in washington dc and stuff he's uh, an incredible guy uh the you know uh, route 66 was uh, you know called the main street of america oh. you know uh, started in on uh, november 11th 1926 from Chicago to LA, eight states, 2,400 plus miles, uh, you know, was uh, the main thoroughfare for a long time. But then once interstates came along, uh, it got it kind of got bypassed, and so that uh, the need to travel through those small towns fell by the wayside. It changed how America traveled, um, and, and Williams was apt. Uh, Arizona was the last. Uh, Route 66 town bypassed by the interstate in, in uh, 1984. Uh, by the very next year, in 85, uh, Route 66 was decertified. Decommissioned. Yeah, all uh, removed from maps, all gone. So, uh, but it, and it was Angel, the very next uh, in 87, who organized a bunch of people, uh, got people, uh, uh, they formed the Historic Route 66 Association of Arizona, began uh, lobbying the state to have their portion designated as Historic Route 66, and they succeeded. Awesome. And that provided the blueprint for every other state. That's how it exists right now. TPs and all on <laughs> Route 66. More with Roger Naylor when we get back. Welcome back to the Thanksgiving weekend edition of Rosie on the House, where we're sharing with you all some of our Romero family passions about getting out and appreciating and seeing the great state of Arizona. And we do that with very special guests. And this hour, we have indeed a very special guest. I know you're enjoying the stories. It's Mr. Roger Naylor, freelance travel writer. writer. For the Arizona Republic, and that's a job. That's title. a job. That's did a job come? title. It's did one of my I know, many. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Who wrote the job description? 
Well, I think it. Uh, I think my editor called hey, me yeah, that. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm on the search for that okay. position. Here it's taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we started this conversation down in Yuma and worked right up the Colorado River to Parker. Let's go ahead and finish a clockwise tour of the perimeter. You know, you get to Parker and you start heading east towards Four Corners and crossing, well, you have to go further you, north. You're, you're crossing a lot of reservation yeah. there. Well, yeah, uh, if you head up towards uh, like uh, up above uh, Lake Havasu City, you come across on Route 66, or or you can take one of the. Uh, uh, I, I love that stretch too, where you get into Route 66, you're bypassing the Grand Canyon, uh, and then you're uh, crossing the reservation land, like you say, and stuff. And I love the Navajo Nation and uh, the Hopi Reservation and and all that up in there. I love exploring those, and and uh, that's some of my favorite places to go. There's a little village up there by the name of Oribe, and they will tell you that it is the oldest human continuously. Habitated site in North America. Yep, that's one of the facts in my book. And I say, and that's again going back to what uh, Romy said, because there, uh, there's a couple of other places that were settled around the same time. So you know, nobody's going to prove one may have been settled a, a week earlier than the other or something. But this is certainly one of them. Yeah, very, uh, very astonishing to think that you know human habitation has been taken there continuously. All these years, life hasn't changed that much. One of the one of it, they claim it's the yeah. oldest mm-hmm. continuously inhabited human site in North America. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot. That's pretty astonishing. That's pretty astonishing, and and it is available by tour, but it is available by tour through the reservation yes. only. Yes. We we got uh, kind of familiar with it in one of my little rural Arizona projects. There was a trading post there. No bathroom. And there wasn't a tree (laughs) in a half a mile. And there was a red flag outside the door that you would raise the red flag if you were going to walk out and use the bathroom. Uh. And that gave people the notice, don't look this way. We provided them a 2,000-gallon septic tank last year. <laughs> Very nice. Good for you. Good now, for you. Now we'll go up and build a little shelter that they yeah. can have some privacy there. It is one of the most spectacular, serene, austere settings in Arizona. Oh, I love that country. It, it is just I love uh, being up on the Arizona Strip and in, in the Colorado Plateau area there. It is, again, we're talking about the diversity. It's just uh, you, you're there. It's unlike any place else, you know, when you're, you're around Monument Valley or Navajo National Monument or uh, the Canyon de Chez or, you know, any of that. St- it's just you're in these sacred places, these places of incredible beauty that's very powerful, very moving. A couple years ago when you were on, you were on with the RV dealer, and we were talking about trying to get you lined up in a diesel pusher luxury RV, and I asked you, where would you go if you could get that for four days? I think you you stipulated you were going to go up to the Four Corners area. One of, yeah, that's one of my favorite areas, and I was on my way up there this uh, this summer and had a little health setback, so I didn't make it, so now I'm just chomping at the bits. But, yeah, I love my favorite hiking trail. I've got a, a lot of favorite yeah, hiking places around one. the state. Yeah, yeah. But if I had to pick just one single trail to call my favorite, it would be the Wildcat Trail in Monument Valley. Wow. Loops around that's the, the West Mitten. 
uh, 3.2 miles, just incredible. For someone who grew up in Ohio, grew up watching Western movies, watching cowboy movies, and, and falling in love with that landscape, to be walking out across Monument Valley, the floor of Monument Valley, and going around these magnificent monoliths, sometimes seeing wild horses, sometimes seeing uh, uh, sheep herders with their, their little flocks uh, off in the distance. And stuff. John it's, Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can uh, imagine right, it. You right. can imagine it. It, it <laughs> yeah. is, uh, it is uh, yeah, an incredible experience. I love that trail. We don't have any state parks up on the reservation. Nope. The conversation kind of centered around state parks, yeah. but I didn't want to pass up the Navajo Hopi nope. North. Yeah. East corner of the state because it's beautiful. It is, it is spectacular. But as you start working your way down clockwise, down. then you get uh, like uh, you get Full Hollow Lake and uh, Lyman Lake, both in the White Mountain areas. There, Full Hollow just outside of Sholo, Lyman Lake a little north of Springerville. Both of them just really spectacular. These beautiful lakes. Uh, Lyman Lake is like the biggest lake in the, the White Mountains, like fifteen hundred. Uh, uh, acres and and so it's they even water ski on it yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> there, there is no motor restriction so if yeah. you've got an aircraft carrier parked <laughs> in your driveway leaking oil you want to put it into the lake take it up the lineman but again some really nice hiking trails there and stuff too and some uh some native ruins and you've been moving around the state the amount of terrain that we've gone through in the different <laughs> deserts oh, yeah, yeah yeah and the different settings and the different elevations you know, there's very few places where you can go you know, in just a two-hour time frame from, you know, 9,000 feet elevation town down to something on the desert floor that's at 1,000 feet. And Absolutely. The amount of vegetation change between those elevations is pretty interesting. Yeah, you're right. We started this tour in Yuma at near sea level, and now we're up near Escadilla Peak, which is the third <laughs> highest mountain in Arizona. At it's above 10,000, yeah. yeah. And some of those mountains have what they call sky islands, where there's, you know, the uniqueness of the terrain there. And that's actually yeah. where our state rattlesnake is. A lot of people think it's the diamondback. In fact, the state rattlesnake is very hard to find up on the sky island mountains. The little what ridge nose. Well, ridge nose, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh, one of the things we were talking about is a four-day getaway. And yeah. one of the other places I would go would be right for the sky islands of Cochise County. Uh, anytime I've got a few days in my pocket, that's where I head. I, I love uh, Cochise County. So we're heading right, down yeah. 191 through Hannigan Meadow. And then we're going to get down to... to uh, Marinci. Thank yeah, you. Uh, I couldn't. Okay. I, I was drawing a blank. Now, where, where were you going to go from there? Are you going to fan back over to the west or are you gonna you're gonna go on down to the south yeah i'm gonna continue on sort of us south heading into uh to cochise county to get into you know Romy got me wanting to those uh, sky island mountains you know just rising from the uh, uh the desert floor and they're called sky islands because they create these habitats that are sort of floating thousands of feet above an island of grass or desert and stuff so you just get incredibly diverse habitats i mean more than half the species of bird in north america can be found in our sky islands it's incredible. there are more mammals in our sky islands than anywhere else in the country and stuff i mean this is our rainforest it's a hotbed of life it's just and uh, just spectacular scenery i love hiking in the chiricahua national monument i love hiking in the dragoon uh, mountains uh, the 
Huachucas, all these are just uh, stunning, stunning, you know, places to see. And then you mix in some of the great history. You've got Tombstone, you've got Bisbee, you've got uh, wow. uh, Fort Huachuca, you've got uh, Benson, you've got, you know, uh, back to the... Geronimo! Uh, uh, yeah. You've the got... camp was up in the White Mountains, but his, you know, yeah. his terrain was down there on the border. Absolutely. I mean, you got, you know, if you're back to the state parks, you got Karchner Caverns right there, you got the Tombstone Courthouse. That's a, That's a yeah, camp miss. You turn the Grand Canyon inside out and you got Karchner Caverns. It's that spectacular. Those Sky Islands, you know, the, the, the story about Sky Islands is we were on a family camper trip up at the top of Mount Graham. We saw a small herd of elk. And the first thing that came to my mind is elk, you had some crazy ancestors. <laughs> to cross what they had to cross. Exactly. To get up here. You you had some ancestors with some real ants in their pants. <laughs> man, oh man. You, you're not even touching the history of Arizona till you get south of the Gila River. Absolutely. It was the Spanish the, the white the white English history. They were the the conquistadors and the Spanish explorers and Father King. It was all in southern Arizona. It oh, was yeah. so rich in history yeah. down there. That's and that brings up Coronado Coronado National Memorial. Uh, which is one of my favorite spots where you, you drive up to uh, the Montezuma Pass, that high pass there, and you're just sitting, just gazing out across the valleys. You got the uh, the San Pedro Valley on one side. And you, uh, you just, and then you can hike down. This is the beginning of the Arizona it's Trail. Like the you can hike, right hike down to the uh, the border there. Uh, they've got a great cave you can explore on your own. Some wonderful hiking trails. You can hike right up in the Huachucas. It's just a really cool spot. That's Far enough out of the way, it's never crowded. It's, uh, you know, uh, you can take the back roads, head into Parker Lake and, you know, visit some of, uh, across those grasslands if you want, or just stop and have a picnic at uh, Montezuma Pass, which is Roger, you, you'll appreciate this. Romy's younger brother moved to Sierra Vista. Beautiful we'll we'll never get him out of there. No, no, uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> he, he's, he's not leaving. <laughs> I mean, he. it was like in a week's time, he just says, this is where I was meant to be, oh, and I'm. Yeah. You aren't getting me out of here, <laughs> you know, with a team of wild horses. And and we've been down there visiting him, and I've always loved that part of the state. Yeah. But boy, mm -hmm. uh, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And that, the uh, that's yeah, it's right in the heart of Cochise County. There, you got uh, it's the hummingbird capital Ramsey of the United Canyon. States. You got yeah, Ramsey Canyon is a great hiking trail. You've got two of my favorite spots that get overlooked a little bit. Or you got mammoth kill sites down mm -hmm. there. You're talking about history. I mean, you got two mammoth kill sites. You got the San Pedro Riparian Corridor through there. Some great hiking along that. Uh, so it and just some of the old uh, ghost towns and stuff. Uh, yeah, he uh, give me his address. I want to go visit. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to go hang asleep on his couch. <clears throat> and in that area, you talk, mentioned Tombstone and Bisbee. You know, they're very destination towns, very historic. But you know one that gets overlooked a lot? And I have not personally spent a lot of time there. But, you know, Douglas is Douglas. actually... Uh, you shouldn't be excluded from that uh, It list. should not, and that's my my bad for kind of glossing over. But, no, Douglas is great because they've got the beautiful Gadsden Hotel. One of my uh, fictional short stories is uh, uh, called Last Call with uh, the Ghost of Pancho Villa because uh, I, I spend a summer drinking with a headless ghost of Pancho Villa <laughs> who haunts the Gadsden Hotel. But it's spectacular to see. They've got the Last Supper Museum. They've got the Art Car Museum there. They've got this beautiful historic downtown that they're really – starting to do some stuff with so douglas is going to be uh, a really coming area and also some incredible food as well and stuff so definitely worth a visit 
All right, I got one little thing to say because we've mentioned Camp Geronimo a few times and it's been bugging the heck out of me. But I think I haven't found it online for sure, but I, my memory serves me right. The legendary storyteller from Camp Geronimo for like three or four decades, I believe it was Howard Cumlin. If somebody can confirm that or not, please email us, info at rosieonthehouse.com because he was a legend of giving that Mogion monster story. And it, like you said... It was at the beginning of every single week when a new Boy Scout uh, camping week would start and all the camping sites got turned over. That was the evening story campfire, and I'm pretty sure it was Howard Cumlin was the storyteller. I love you, Arizona. Well, this is what the official state freelance travel writer does. He shows up at Roseon House and we give you a tour across the state in one hour or less. And it's been mind-numbing, the number of places and the memories and the locations and the geographic spots Roger's been able to mention, Mr. Roger Naylor. Roger, how would they get a hold of your speaking calendar or some of your books? Yeah, if they go to rogernaylor.com, N-A-Y-L-O-R, rogernaylor.com, you can buy copies of my books. They're all signed, every one that goes out through my website, my greeting cards, uh, and also there's an events page so they know, you know about uh, where I'm giving talks. I'm, I'm giving a talk at uh, Maricopa Library the first week of December, and I'm down at Marana Visitor Center that same week and then also at the Cave Creek Museum on December 9th at 2 p.m. And stuff. Awesome. So I've got the, a whole bunch of talks lined up. So great, again, great holiday gifts, uh, books and cards and stuff. You can't go wrong. Well, in this hour, we've taken you from Yuma at sea level to Escadilla Peak at over 10,000 feet down to Tombstone, Douglas. And, uh, Roger, you've got about three and a half minutes to finish the tour of the state. Yeah, well, you got to come visit me in the Verde Valley and okay. stuff and because uh, that's uh, such a cool part of the, the state. Uh, Dead Horse Ranch State Park is my home park. I'm uh, just a few minutes away. It's my backyard. Uh, but I still let people come and, okay. and go and, and camp and fish, do whatever you need to. Just don't bug me. Um, but there, you know, we got great. Uh, there, Jerome is just a few minutes away. That's yes. always a fun day trip to uh, wander up to Jerome. You got the uh, the state historic park, the old Douglas Mansion there. Then you're just uh, again a half hour from Sedona. You head out to the Red Rocks, visit Red Rock State Park, and and uh, some of those places, uh, some of the backcountry ruins. I know Sedona can get a little overrun at times. If you need some advice on some uh, trails that are a little uh, off the beaten path you can you know contact me through my website i'll give you some suggestions and stuff i always uh, like to people think well it's sedona's overrun so they got more than 400 miles of trails if you can't find uh, a there few of them then you know you're not looking very hard you know S spoken so, like a true freelance <laughs> well and then there's all kinds of canoeing and kayaking you exactly. can do on the verde river that exactly. you've got the verde valley train uh, Which, then, by the way, I if you take the Verde Valley uh, Railroad, you'll actually hear me. That's me blabbing at you through the speakers. Oh, I'm the, I'm their official narrator. And no, stuff. I love so, that. Yeah. So okay. and Montezuma's Castle, Castle is always popular, but Tuzigoot. Mm -hmm. 
is another great Indian ruin site that's a lot easier and yeah. I think less crowded to go. Oh yeah, yeah, very check quick out. and easy, very family friendly. A lot of information there. It's uh, between Cottonwood and Clarkdale, so uh, just a, a wonderful stop. And they're right down there by the Verde River. You can stop and again spend a little time if you want stuff. So, and I don't want to leave out Casa Grande, but is that oh. a state park? Uh, that no, national, that's, that's a national, national monument. National so I'm just going to interject it here because when you go there, when you go to Pueblo Grande, right there mm -hmm. by Sky Harbor Airport, yeah, uh -huh. to think that they've documented that the riparian area of the Verde Valley, the Salt River, supported a quarter of a million indigenous Native American people. That's a lot of huts. The hundreds of miles of canals they did that, you know, all our civilization is sort of based on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were there doing it without any stone tools or uh, blueprints or anything else. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's just astonishing. It's a really fascinating chapter of history to delve into. It is. And, and the number of sites they've documented just between Phoenix and Casa Grande, for the sport courts that were built, the game courts, and the many villages all along the way. It's it's astounding. And then the footprints that were discovered just north of Tucson, that they, I, am I quoting it, 14,000 years old? I don't know. Early, the, the, I think those were found in White Sands, the oldest known oh, like, oh, uh, okay. uh, footprints. But they found some down in Tucson that yeah, the, where they take a habitation back a little further than they thought they it, did. It, but, yeah, but the it, oldest it uh, uh, were are in White Sands in New Mexico and stuff. But before we leave uh, Casa Grande completely, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give one more little plug to one of my again one of my favorite little hidden gems there, the Casa Grande Neon Sign Park, <laughs> okay. right there downtown. <laughs> You know, just these okay. old neon signs they saved and restored. They turn them on every evening at dusk, and they stay on until 10 or 11 at night. It's right there next to a Dairy Queen. Get an ice cream cone, walk around bathed in neon. It's just a wonderful way to spend an evening. And so to wrap up, your book, Boots and Burgers, jump in my truck, and I'd buy you the best burger in Arizona. Oh, my goodness. Where are we yeah. going? Oh. Maybe name the top two or three that jump Okay, I'll, I'll give you three. Chuck Box in Tempe. Amen. Uh, Amen. Ha yes. Haunted Hamburger in uh, Jerome. Jerome. Okay, yes. yes. And uh, okay. Lion's Den in Pine Top. All right. I've, I've, I, amen on every one of them. And the, riot, the red onion up in, uh, uh, it's pretty Bieber, good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good. Well, on River Bottom out there by Florence. I'm not disagreeing. Of course, it gives me three, so I rattled off three. Wild. You want 20? Let's rattle yeah, off 20. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's hard to go wrong with a good burger. out by Lake Pleasant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, let's let's right. get out okay. looking. All right, Roger. How would people get uh, more information from the authorized, certified Arizona <laughs> freelance writer that specializes? Uh, I am. You How would to, they get a hold of you? You go to rogernaylor.com. You can follow my Facebook page, my Arizona Facebook page with 28,000 followers. So you can, uh, I, I write about where I'm hiking, where I'm eating, what else I'm doing and stuff. Uh, follow along or you can always email me or order books. Come see me, give a talk sometime. Well, say hello, say, hey, I heard you on Rosie and uh, and maybe I'll give you a, a, a discount or maybe I'll just ignore you. <laughs> it depends on, on how he treats me after the, the mic's off. <laughs> on this Thanksgiving Day special production of Rosie on Nass, I can't tell you, Mr. Nana, how thankful I am we know each other and that you were generous enough with your time to come in and share these bits with us. 
One of my uh, things I am most thankful for is how you guys have embraced me, taken me in, have me come down and just blab at you and stuff. It has been an absolute privilege on my part. We love it. Thanks a million.